0: Well, hello there. It's your girl, Davida Chanel. And here I am once again. All up in it. And I am all up in the first half of season four of Game of Thrones. But I had to take a break. Why, Davida? It's getting good. Good, and it is. All types of things are happening. But I had to take a break because two things just occurred that made me question who am i at the center of my core you see i thought i was a loving and compassionate person i thought i was a person who couldn't deal with too much trauma and tragedy occurring to children on screen i thought i was someone that cared about the right of a woman to say no but let me tell you what Game of Thrones has done to I'm me. Sorry. I have been rooting for Joffrey to die, which I realize is, is bad business from the start because at the end of the day, he's a kid. He was a crazy kid, but a kid nonetheless. And ever since he lied and started all this shit with Sansa and Arya and the little Baker's son, you know, I ain't really been fucking with Joffrey. And it just started there and it amped up and he just became this, this horrible person. He literally was the reason Ned Stark was beheaded in such an awful way. So I ain't fuck with Joffrey. Joffrey. I, do, I do not fuck with Joffrey. And that was okay with me. And oftentimes I wish for his death. And when I saw him, when I heard him coughing and hum, I couldn't get it together... I thought, no way, no way they're going to give me this gift. And then as I saw him shaking on the ground, I knew good and goddamn well it had, it had ended. My reaction startled me. Y'all was cheering, Yelling you. and screaming at the TV, clapping out loud. My boyfriend had fallen asleep. He woke up quickly then. I continued on. That was in season four, episode two. I continued on to episode three. And in that episode, I'm feeling bad for Jamie because, yes, he pushed Brienne out the window and I don't really fuck with him over that. And, but as you know, he went on this journey with Brienne and then I was like, okay, I fuck with Jamie a little bit. I see the compassion in him. I, I, I get who this man is. But then he came back and his crazy ass sister lover wasn't giving him the attention he wanted and he decided to just take it. I don't fuck with rapists. I don't, I don't, I don't, I I can't do it. And you can say what you want. She said no. And yes, she's crazy. She's evil. She's vindictive. But he raped her. He raped her next to their incestuous son's dead body. This shit is wild. This This shit shit is is wild. wild. And what's really wild is as I watched him rape her, I didn't flinch. I even caught myself thinking the unthinkable. She deserved it. And at that point, I knew I had to pause. Because what has happened is I have allowed this this TV show and this world and these times make me doubt what I know. So I decided to take a break. I put Game of Thrones on pause. And... I decided to watch another show. I decided to watch something based in reality so that I can, you know, get back to the real world, get back in touch with life. And I decided to watch something I felt I had a little bit of personal knowledge for. Um, I am a woman of a certain age. I've been on the planet for quite some time. And I remember being a young, young woman who's interested in politics when Ronald Reagan became president now when he first became president i was like four so i didn't know but during his second term you know i was older i was doing school reports i was reading the paper um and the media presented to me this image of this guy who for whatever he was he was somebody who loved america he saw america as the star the the star country on the shining hill that's that's the Reagan America, I I bought into. Obviously, my um, well, maybe not so obviously, but my family was Democrat. And we definitely, you know, believed in the democratic values. But as a child, forming my own thoughts about the country I lived in, I got a lot of information from TV and TV made it seem like Reagan was a cool dude. So I decided to watch the Reagans on Showtime because, again, I am I'm clinging to the hope that, you know, there's some real things in this world that I know and, I'm looking for the path back to myself. So that's why I thought I'd watch the Reagans. Well, bless so. <laughs> the That wasn't what I thought it was either. So all of this viewing has made me think, girl, do you know who you are? Do you know what you're about? Because, all right, well, let's get into it about the Reagans. So. Showtime has this amazing four-part docu-series on the Reagans. I say the Reagans because it's not just about old Ronnie, Mr. President, but it's a lot about Nancy. So the first episode kind of gives the backstory of who he was. And here's the positive. Um, You will get to know through me through this podcast. And one thing about me is I believe in the power of the mind. I believe in the secret, the law of attraction. I believe in... God's word that if you speak it so shall it be. Um if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. I believe in these these grandiose ideas about what we can do when we focus our attention and our thoughts on on those goals. I've seen it happen in my life. I you know I, I claim myself to be a bit of a manifester a co-conspirator with the universe towards the life of my dreams so I believe in the power of the mind like no other and what I found in episode one of the Reagans is that so did Ronald Reagan he was raised in some church that people thought was weird where that's what they taught um and what I gather is in this church they kind of you know Taught the things that The Secret taught us years and years later. Um, Just that fundamental belief that if you, you can see it in your mind, it can be so. And the documentary doesn't say this, but in my mind and heart, I feel that as a little boy sitting in that church, Ronald Reagan thought he could be one of the greatest actors in the world. So, of course, you know, the docuseries goes on in this first episode and he moves to Hollywood. He becomes a B-level star, but he's acting. You know, that's still a huge accomplishment. He marries a famous actress. Things look good. He becomes the president of SAG. He's doing his thing. And it's all driven by this belief that he can, that he's magical. And he conceives in his mind this thought of a great America. The problem is Ronald Reagan and his great America ain't seen no black folk. (laughs) Or not no black folk like doing anything of substance. He saw them as subservient. And that was okay to him because that was one of the values he held true. And here's the thing about the law of attraction and the power of manifesting things and that whole see it before it happens stuff it works for everybody you don't have to be good in the heart or like your vision doesn't have to be pure for the whole world it it doesn't matter if you focus on something you want and you only see that you know it's possible to use these tools that are meant to bring good like meditation and manifesting and um you know uh speaking it into an existence all those things can work equally for someone who doesn't hold the same values of as you do and it was clear to me early on me and Ronald reagan ain't rock the same um you know the docu-series goes on and talks about his time as a, a sag president which means he's supposed to be acting on behalf of all the actors, and it was very clear early on that he be acted. He acted on behalf of himself. <laughs> he strikes a deal that kind of fucked over a lot of actors, but it made him, you know, a good opportunity. He was able to double dip um, through his position as the president of SAG. He literally got a whole house. He got a deal basically as president of SAG he lined up an opportunity for this mega agent Lou Wasserman which by the way there's a great film on Lou Wasserman um just this this powerhouse and this this founding father of the Hollywood establishment we're in right now but I digress um Reagan did a did a deal that was shady with Wasserman and he got you know some kickback and I think at that point he was very clear and very <laughs> intent on doing what worked for Reagan. So, you know, the series goes on. Um he and his famous his first wife was Jane Wyman, who I knew as a kid as the star of one of my favorite westerns. But you know, back in the day she was like a starlet. She was somebody hiding on the rise. She was a A lister when he was a B.C. Lister Um, and they got married they were having this life but it was clear that she was more liberal how do we know because the civil rights movement started and you know she was leaning in on that he was not and it seems some other things were going wrong in their relationship especially after he did this deal for Lou Wasserman That they got a divorce. So now, you know, Reagan is down on his luck. He, you know, is out of work. Like his actor friends aren't his friends anymore because he fucked them. You know, he's he's seemingly done. And this is what I love about life in general. You can always change your position. Things can always change. Things can always get better. Again, (laughs) it's sad because the same favor is not there. We know this. Favor ain't fair. So the same way something great could happen for me, it could happen to somebody who's evil as fuck. That's just how it go. And so Reagan meets women. He's dating. He's, you know, a single... He's a divorced bachelor. Um, And he's dating women. And he meets Nancy. Enter Nancy. I can't remember what her maiden name was. But he meets Nancy. And she... Okay, so it's very hard for me to come to terms with how I feel about her. Because again, she's a G. She's got it all going on. It's just that she fundamentally doesn't agree (laughs) with the things I do. Namely, that me as a black woman should have the same opportunities. And I should be viewed as equal as her, a white woman. So apparently, okay, going into this relationship. Reagan had been conservative he had conservative views he had you know he he thought this ideal America and what the way he pictured it was the way to go and then he gets with Nancy whose family as depicted in the docuseries was very much conservative and also racist and they didn't fuck with no black people they weren't about this whole you know equal rights for everybody they weren't about Latinos and black people and women getting the opportunity to vote they were fine with shit being the way it had been and they weren't weren't progressive at all so they Nancy and Ronnie you know they connect they fall in love they decide to get married and they they set off and embark on this new life together and quickly it seems that Ronnie is going to pursue politics and Nancy's family had come from that political world and they were very much in tune with the Republican base. Now, what I learned from this series is that at that time, the Democrats and Republicans were separ- It was first of all, only white men, all of them, because nobody else could really vote. So the poorer white men aligned with Democratic values. And then the richer are the more affluent white men aligned with Republican values going into, you know, the late 70s, early 80s. Well, Ronald Reagan comes on the scene and he says, I have this new economic plan and it's going to make America literally, he said, great again. So he comes up with this plan that don't make no fucking sense on paper, but in words, it sounds good. It basically, you know, starts the trajectory of what we're on now. Give corporations the power, put money in business, take money away from individuals, take money away from programs, put the money into industry, because if you put the money into industry, it will trickle down. And obviously we've heard that so much over the last 10 years. It's ridiculous. But that started with Reagan they show in the docuseries he's literally going around America spreading this new economic gospel of the way things can be and he is using and relying on his skills as an actor to connect with people and to get them on his side. And because the the, the demographics of the country were changing and black people, Latino people, women were in the streets marching and trying to, you know, get their right to vote and get their right to be a part of the, the democratic process. Reagan was like appealing to those people who didn't agree with that. Sound familiar? Oh, um, so he's going to the deep South. Even though he and Nancy lived in Beverly Hills, he's flying to Alabama. He's going, you know, deep, deep South. And he's talking to these people who had deep set beliefs that white men were the only ones who should be a part of this. Um, he was talking to people who who felt that Racism and segregation was okay because it was a part of the American values. Um, And he got those people behind him. These people got so heavy behind this man that he went from being a sad president and he ran for governor (laughs) of California. And once he got governor of California, he literally won because he appealed to the heart of the white man who felt left behind. Okay. Okay. What do you mean to be there? How could the white man be left behind? Well, the docuseries goes into it. When you see how the Democratic Party was shifting, well, what they felt was shifting. They were being more inclusive. They were inviting in the black voter. They were inviting in the Latino voter. They were inviting in the woman voter. And a lot of white men who had been a part of the Democratic Party from the beginning felt like they were being pushed out or their needs and their concerns weren't being held. Or weren't being paid attention to. In steps this new Republican party. as With Ronald Reagan as the face saying. Oh no come on back. We got you. <laughs> come over here. We ain't fucking with them niggas over here. So come over here. So the film. The docu-series is so good. Because it shows how influential Nancy was. To the Ronald Reagan we all know. And that we came to be a part of. So by the time we get to episode three. The the truth is the parallels become like devastatingly clear. That we today in 2020 are the, the result of what happened with Reagan in the 80s. Um, again he had this economic plan that made no fucking sense on paper. The economists were like say dog this can't work. But he pushes forward to through it. he um he ignores AIDS because, again, you know, it's really happening to gay people. He don't really fuck with them. You know, he literally ignores it. He only makes a speech about AIDS at the urging. Uh, not the the hundreds of people dying. He he didn't make a speech because of them. He made a speech because he and Nancy were so enwrapped in their Beverly Hills lifestyle that when their friend, uh, Rock Hudson, that, uh, when Nancy's friend, Rock Hudson passes away, she can't ignore it. And Elizabeth Taylor urges her to make her husband say something. And so Ronnie makes this speech at this gala. But y'all, even in the speech, in front of all these gay people and people who like resonate with acceptance of all types of sexualities he basically was like you know we ain't gonna let nobody else in America that might have this disease we ain't gonna really focus on it we gonna we gonna fight it but basically I don't really fuck with it and I don't fuck with y'all <laughs> that's what he literally well not literally because I'm exaggerating but that's the vibe of the speech I got Another thing that starts to happen towards the end of his presidency in this second term is the Iran-Contra affair. Now, on the fictional side, shout out to Snowfall because they've been like, you know, that's the main story point of Snow- the TV show Snowfall. Which is one of my favorite shows. I have been all up in that. And I would love to do any type of <laughs> recap of that show as we go into season 4. But again, I digress. So, the iran Catra affair is happening. And, you know, Reagan is the chief orchestrator of that. Y'all, he was so... <laughs> such an actor that he could get up in front of a room and talk about these like covert things and nobody would pay attention he literally was talking and like campaigning I think it was a debate he's in a debate with um his opponent for the second term he's 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 running for a second term presidency and he's in the debate and y'all he literally says like he spills the beans he says we got a guy over there now brokering these deals that guy was as we all know now was Oliver North and then it came out as this whole big scandal but Reagan had told people nobody paid attention why well in that debate he said a lot of other fuck shit he seemed like very discombobulated he seemed like whatever but The thing that he did so eloquently is he used his skills as an actor to persuade people to divert their attention from the facts and make them focus on him. I think it's Leslie Saul who's a famous journalist, um, she's now on 60 minutes. in this documentary she talks about how all the images that we saw throughout the Reagan presidency were very meticulous and they were they were designed to show us what they wanted us to see because basically if you show people a good enough picture, they won't worry about what's being said. And that's literally what had happened. So all that to say, like the Reagan years to me, exemplify like everything diddy stood for how diddy would always be like do it like you're doing it for tv he got that shit from reagan because reagan did tv like no other y'all this was this conservative man who was very racist who didn't give a fuck about poor people who definitely wanted more power to the states which is code for white supremacy he definitely was just like a, a bad dude he raised taxes he like very much put pressure on the poor to support the like country economically it was a very very dark time but if you look back at the pictures it seemed like things were booming i'm telling you now i guarantee you go talk to like a real true republican and tell them you don't like reagan they will go the fuck off because they fuck with reagan why because the 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 image is that reagan was the real deal reaganomics seems like this, this great thing for America. Um, you know, he, he made Gorbachev tear down that wall. He seems like this ideal character, but what Reagan stood for is, let me bring it back full circle. Everything Reagan stood for is why I'm even talking today because it makes me doubt what I'm about this man stood up there so prestigious so handsome such an actor and he acted (laughs) he acted like a president and people believed it and fast forward now we have a president who's not an actor but a reality star who sat there and watched that shit too like you know because trump in the 80s Was a mogul. He was living off of Reaganomics, and Reaganomics were making his life, his privilege set, his privilege got upgraded due to Reaganomics. And these, this man, fundamentally at his core, watches that man, and becomes. He gets on the path to where he is now, and obviously everything is a shit show. So I mean. I don't know it's it's very weird it's a very weird time and the show it's funny that I chose the Reagans to get my mind off of Game of Thrones but it's all wrapped up in this fundamental thing about chasing power to me like we are all in this rat race that you know seemingly will get us to the prize that seemingly if we work hard we pull ourselves up by the bootstraps we do the right things we you know we conform to the respectability police we you know don't act too too black we don't act too too ignorant we don't do this we don't do that maybe just maybe we'll survive and we'll thrive in this new land but that is that doesn't seem to be true It seems like this thing we're working for doesn't even exist. It seems like it was all a big PR campaign. So I say all that to say, I'm still all up in Game of Thrones. I went ahead and went, after I finished the finale of the ratings, I was like, shit, I might as well go back (laughs) to King's Landing and see what they're doing over there. Because what I realize is my ideal of... America, this, this shining city on the hill, this, this great place where anything is possible. You know, it's been, it's been formed by a lot of propaganda to a young impressionable kid who just me. Okay. So the propaganda for me started when I was young. I love TV. I was a latchkey kid. I I got a TV pretty much for all my major events, like Christmas and birthdays. My request was always a better TV. And I don't know. I feel like TV fucked me over, y'all. I really do. As much as I love it, as much as I'm all up into the fiction things, I think that line got very blurred between what was fiction and what was reality, and especially as it related to the Reagan presidency. So, for me, um I'm definitely coming to some new terms about who I am, what I truly believe, where my what what is my foundation, and where is my patriotism because did i did did I sign up for this vision of America based on what some politician said? Or do I fundamentally believe that's what's true? And, you know, I don't know. I'm going to have to deal with that. I got to, you know, deal with it. I think we all do. I think it's been a year to make us really question some of the things that are so, which makes this timing of the Reagan docuseries so imperative. Again, I'm sure it was the filmmaker's intent. It definitely is made by someone liberal you can tell that they even interview Reagan's son who had you know long been publicly anti all of his father's policies it's just it's it's a lot it's a lot to deal with it's a lot to unpack but I think it's worth it for us all to really face it and unpack it again this Reagan docuseries is very liberal so if you're someone who does lean more conservative then you need to find some facts that (laughs) some books some some writings where you can see some impartial layout of the facts so that you can see this this shit ain't cool and it's it's a lot of people in power and have been a lot of people in power that just want to continue things as they were they want to keep things the way they felt were great and that greatness doesn't include all of us. So it's your girl, Davida Chanel. I'm still all up in it. I took a detour from the Game of Thrones to go visit with the Reagans. But now I'm back because fiction sometimes <laughs> is much more palatable to than fact. And the facts of the Reagan docuseries really have made me question a lot about what I thought I knew. So I say all that to say I'm all up in it. I will finish Game of Thrones Season 4 and come back with that recap. And as noted, I might take a detour here and there. But whatever I do, whatever I'm watching, I hope you'll be tuning in to hear what I thought. Thank you so much for listening. It's your girl, Davida Chanel, and I'm I'm all up in it.